like to welcome everybody uh, to my uh, podcast page. Uh, hopefully you've already been enjoying, you know, the recordings that I've actually already put up. Uh, I will say, uh, I, I figured, you know, I'd go ahead and actually do a, a true podcast with me teaching, actually. So we'll go ahead and call this one the very first uh, episode of the channel, although we've already uploaded some. But, you know, the purpose of this channel, you know, I just want to say it's not to, you know, be, hey, look at me. It's not to, you know, get internet famous or any of those things. You know, just my number one desire is just to go and teach on the Word of God is what it is. You know, and, you know, in these, what you've probably already found is uh, some roundtable discussions that I've already uploaded. You've probably also found, you know, a couple, uh, one thing you also find is, uh, me teaching on here, just singly, just me, or, you know, my prayer and my hope is to get other brothers involved in this too, you know, where we can sit down and just have study together and just kind of have round table discussions. And I plan to upload, you know, some of our church Bible studies, you know, I'm a member of uh, Shady Grove Missionary Baptist Church. I'm actually one of the preachers there. Uh, my pastor is uh, Stephen Perry. Uh, when you get a chance, you really got to go over there and check out his podcast as well. He's got one podcast that where we get a bunch of visiting preachers, it's his podcast, and he, uh, he gets a lot of visiting brothers that come and we actually stream that live uh, from our church it's actually uh the name of it is called the gospel truth podcast uh, you i've actually preached on it a few times uh you know the brother uh, our, my pastors preached on it a lot and we've had a lot of good dear sound brothers you know i've gone on there and are just trying to get the gospel out you know and i'm thankful for that you know i believe that i believe wholeheartedly that it's helped somebody it's it's definitely helped us you know i'm thankful for that you know and thankful for his willingness and obedience to the lord you know so definitely get a chance it's called the gospel truth podcast you know in the artwork, just so you can kind of distinguish it, it has some uh, blue and green artwork with a cross on it, you know, so you can't really miss it. He's also got another one you know, where he actually does some reading, you know, actually just strictly, you know, Bible reading in it. And he's just started it up and already have really enjoyed it too. You know, I'm, I'm not bashing anybody when I say this, you know, but I'm a little picky on, you know, the people I listen to, you know, because, you know, I, I, I just, some things keep my focus and some things don't. But, but again, you know, my goal, if anything, you know, out of this, you know, with my podcast here, is, you know, hopefully it gets you reading, hopefully it gets you, you know, studying, praying, or hopefully it gives you a little more insight and maybe some scriptures you've just been trying to find understanding on. You know, I don't claim to know it all, but I do have a God where I could get the answers from, you know, and I'm thankful for that, you know, but I believe wholeheartedly too, you know, if God has given you some knowledge, I believe it's important to share that knowledge, you know, we're in a way where it's more, so, so important, you know, that we share that knowledge with people, you know, and again, don't claim to know it all, you know, but I do believe that God has shown me some things, you know, so with all further ado, you know, we'll go ahead and dive in, you know, God's, I, I was already praying this morning and God put it on my heart to dive into the book of Jonah, actually. So I know what you're thinking, you know, so first episode and you want to just dive into Jonah, you know, it's a book that everybody knows. Uh, it, it's one taught in the kids Sunday school rooms, you know, you're probably thinking all those things, but you know, let's, I, I, one thing I'm just going to be honest with you is, you know, I've been saved for close to 12 years. I've been preaching for a, a close to a little over 11, you know, God called me to preach, you know, he's been preaching me that long. And every time I dive into it, and even today, literally even today, out of all those years of getting to be able to dive into the Word, you know, God shows me something in it every single time. You know, it's so relatable. You know, we call it, we call these kid stories or we call these old Bible stories that we've heard as kids, you know, and, and that everybody knows about. But the truth about it is, you know, have you really examined, let me ask you this, is have you really examined these scriptures? You know, because that's the thing about the Word of God. It's a living Word. No matter how many times you read it, you know, it never gets old because it's the Word of God. But two, it's a living Word. You know, you can, God can show you one thing one day and then He can show you something totally different 
different a whole nother day, you know, and I'm thankful for that. But the word, the book of Jonah, you know, and I, you know, and I'm not entirely, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I didn't really look, but if he's considered one of the minor prophets, one thing I like to say often is the minor prophets, we look at their books and we say they're really small. They got and have a small message, but I, I, I can't, I can't help but disagree with that. I think they're minor prophets with a major message and I'm thankful for that, you know, but over here, the book of Jonah, you know, and one thing you'll learn just a real quick thing uh, about my teaching is oftentimes what I like to do is I like to tie history to the Bible. And what I mean by that is, you know, and, and I'm very picky on what history I will teach on, because my thing is, if it's history that I can't back up with the word of God, then, you know, it, it, that's not that's not verifiable, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. You know, I don't account that as good, solid history that's recorded. You know, I don't, you know, but if I can also take that history just to give a little more background on why, you know, the writer's writing the way he is, who was in power at the time. I think those things sometimes are important and they give you a deeper insight, you know, on what the scripture's talking about and why. Why the writer wrote, you know, yeah, he was divinely inspired, of course. I believe that wholeheartedly. I believe this Bible is the divinely inspired word of God. But also, too, the thing I'm going to tell you is it gives you insight, another point of view, I guess you could say, as to why. You know, the writer was writing in the way and the tone that he was writing, you know, and just gives you a deeper understanding of why the word is there. And, and of course, and, and just like I said before, you know, you could find something different on a whole nother day, you know, thank God for that. But without further ado, you know, we'll go ahead and jump into Jonah chapter one, you know, and what we, you know, got in our hearts to just do a full study on Jonah, you know, and, uh, not, not like this whole podcast, it'll probably be split up into numerous, but, um, again, you know, just thankful that we have the opportunity to dive into this with you guys, but, uh, Jonah chapter one and, uh, again, Again, you know, so, you know, one thing I love about Jonah is, you know, we, he, he's so relatable, as I've said, you know, and just often when you're reading the scriptures, I would pray that, you know, you kind of insert your name into a lot of areas. And then what you, what happens when you do that is it becomes a mirror image of what we ought to be and what we shouldn't be. You know, that's the truth about it, you know, but a little history of this, you know, Jonah, you know, when he was being sent to the Ninevites, Ninevite, Nineveh was actually an ancient capital of the Assyrian Empire, you know, and the Assyrians, you know, one thing with his ministry, I guess you could say, is, you know, and, and this is something of history, I got a few footnotes that I was kind of glancing at in the scripture, and I, and I actually agree with this, is, you know, something that says is as a result of Jonah's ministry to Assyria, the Assyrian captivity of Israel was postponed some 130 years, you know, so just think about that for a minute, you know, isn't it amazing that, like, when you're going and you're following the Lord, when you're, you know, doing what God wants you to do, it has a lasting impact, you know, it's, God's got a purpose for it. You know, God's got, just like David said, you know, is there not a purpose? You know, God's always got a purpose with what he wants us to do. And God had a purpose for Jonah over here. And, you know, and, and he gets a bad rap, I'm going to say, in a lot of ways, you know, because Jonah, you know, we obviously, you know, if you are any familiar with Jonah at all, you know, his disobedience, you know, in there, you know, we're going to get into that. But then we, he gets a bad rap because we look at him and how he got angry in the last few chapters. You know, we, we give him a bad rap over those things, but the truth about it is in some way or a different form, those things happen today, you know, with us, you know, let's just, let's just call it for what it is, you know? So over here in Jonah chapter one, verse one, it says, now the word of the Lord came on the Jonah, the son of Amidai, you know, do my best to pronounce the words saying, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city and cry against it for their wickedness has come up before me. Verse three says, but Jonah rose up, uh, rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it. You know, to go go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. 
But then it says, But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. You know, so right off the bat, you know, what's going on is God had came to Jonah right here, you know, and told him, you know, to go, arise, go to Nineveh. You know, and you know, so one thing that's, I think, in a very important detail to understand is that the Ninevites, you know, them being the ancient capital, being an ancient capital of Assyria, he was being sent to the enemy, technically, you know, Jonah being a Jew, he was being sent to the enemy to go and, you know, to send these words over there to them. So, you know, again, we give this man a bad rap, but in a way it's kind of understandable as to why he reacted the way he did. But there's also a huge example, you know, of, of you know, to us, you know, as Christians in here. So one thing I always look at verse 3, I always get stuck on it, you know, and you might say, well, you're looking at it too deep or you're overcompensating for what it's saying. But I always get stuck on the fact that he paid the fare, you know, when he fled, you know, to the pri- he fled from the presence of the Lord, you know, and tried to jump ship over there, you know, in a way, and, and, and I'll explain this a little bit further as we get deeper into the scriptures and further into the chapter, is with his disobedience, he was willing to pay the cost of what it is. You know, oftentimes I think as Christians, you know, and I'll explain this, you know, oftentimes as Christians, I think it's so important that we understand that, you know, when God has put a job on our heart or God, when God puts something on our heart, we need to understand the cost of it. Now, what do I mean by that? Am I talking monetary value? No. But what I am saying is if, you know, you're, if God is going to use you to be a witness or a light to somebody, you know, my thing is this, is we need to understand what that costs. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, first off, it costs it. You know, Jesus Christ, his son coming to die on Calvary and, you know, for our sins, that that's the number one thing. He paid a cost that you and I couldn't pay. But two, also too, I want to point out too, is that, you know, we sometimes with our disobedience, we don't understand what's that's going to cost us. It's going to cost us our blessings. It, you know, it, when their souls being weighed in the balance, I'm not saying that we have anything to do with that, but we could we'd surely be an example of that and be a stumbling block to them. You know, what's the cost of that? You know, well, the cost of that would be life and death, you know, and that's how important it is. You know, in Jonah here, you know, it, it, honestly, in my opinion, you know, I'm just going to say this, you know, I'm, I try to keep my opinions as much as possible out of it, but with the scriptures, you'll see why. I formulated this opinion, and that is that, you know, further on, you know, his disobedience, there was a major cost here because a whole city was going to hear these words that God was sending him to, you know, so right there he paid the fare, and I get it, you know, you know, you, you hire a taxi or you, you know, jump on a ferry or a ship to take you from one place to another, yes, there's a cost there, but from a spiritual aspect, you know, and you might be saying you're over-spiritualizing the scriptures, you know, friend, let me tell you, that's, that's the way to understand the scriptures, you know, through and by the Spirit. You know, if not, then you just have a face value knowledge of it because there's a void there. If you're lost and you don't have the spirit, there's a void there, you know, and the spirit is what discerns the spiritual things, you know, and that's actually taught in the New Testament. And if Lord would have it, we'll get into that another day. But then he says right here in verse five, just to continue on. So, well, actually, let's take a step back real quick. So Tarshish, you know, where, you know, he, he wanted to flee into Tarshish, but he ended up in a place called Joppa. You know, just a little uh, background on that. Joppa was actually a place, it was a seaport. You know, over there in the Mediterranean Sea is actually where it was. So a lot of times, you know, actually you can find in other scriptures from, if I'm remembering correctly, where, you know, they, the, 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 these ships would be used to kind of transport goods across the sea to different countries and things like that for trade and all that. You know, so he jumped ship and he went to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it, you know, to go with him on the Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But then it says, you know, we'll just start at four. It says, but the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea and there was a mighty tempest in the sea so that the ship 
was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, what meanest thou, O sleeper? Arise, call upon thy God. You know, if, if, if so be that God will think upon us that we perish not. So, I find it interesting, you know, so one thing, you know, just a thought that the Lord gave me while reading this is, you know, when we're going and working for the Lord, you know, everybody we run into, you know, there's a lasting impact, everybody that we run into, you know, in, you know, by the grace of God, I pray that that impact is one that's a positive impact. Now, what do I mean by that? I pray that that impact is, I'm always, I pray that I'm all in because we still carry this flesh. I pray that I'm always following the spirit in such a way to where, you know, my, the impact that I have, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm not trying to say, you know, make a name for yourself, but the impact that I have on those people is, you know, a positive one and it's of God. You know, that's what I pray every time with anybody I run into on my walk. And I believe wholeheartedly that's pretty much what was going on here. And, you know, but except it, you know, there, the lasting impact will kind of get deeper into that, you know, but so what do you, so right here, you know, he said, arise, he's sitting there, you know, so there's a tempest in the sea, you know, and the ship was about to be broken broken and beaten, battered, you know, and all those things. And here he is just sleeping. You know, you could look at that from two ways. Yeah, maybe he was literally asleep, but from a spiritual aspect, he really went to sleep on God completely because he was trying to flee from him is what he was trying to do. You know, so the shipmaster, you know, the captain of the ship came down to him and say, you know, first off, I, I found this interesting too. Verse five. You know, he said the mayor, it says the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his little G God. You know, but then, you know, in verse six, notice what he says right here. So the shipmaster came to him and said, what meanest thou, sleeper, arise, call upon thy God with a capital G. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, I know that, you know, the scriptures, you know, were translated when they were translated from the original manuscripts and the scrolls, you know, they were translated from the original Hebrew and Greek. I understand that. And to the English language. So we had a Bible to read. I understand that. But in the English language, it, it, there's a very distinct difference with capitals. There is, you know, uh, I mean, because my thing is, how did they know to call upon the capital G God here? Because I have a capital G God in verse six, but then earlier on, they, it says little G God. You know, those details are important, but how did they know for him to call on the God? You know, it, that's the thing is that, you know, when you think you know what's right, you know, it, 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 you know, it just goes to show that, you know, when God's in the midst, you know, there's only one true and living God, you know, wh whether it's not popular with the world or not that's just the truth you know but but look right here they told him to call upon his god and if so be that god will think upon us that we perish not have you ever noticed that you know and i'm not i'm not trying to get controversial or anything when i say this but i want to just give the truth also with it have you noticed that the people that aren't really believers you know they all of a sudden are going to the you know the people that claim they don't believe in god the people that you know think they have a god you know or their little g god could be what they think is right and not what god thinks is right you know, the, have you noticed that, you know, immediately they go to the ones that did make a lasting impact on them, you know, to go and pray for them, you know, because they know that they're still, you know, all the people deny him, you know, people still, you know, my thing is this, though, is with the gospel and the availability of the gospel, you know, people can know, you know, people know the right way or the wrong way. Now, what do I mean by that is that you can, if you're, if your heart is seeking for it and you want to know it, you know, and you have a strong and your heart is really desiring the Lord, I believe wholeheartedly he'll lead you to the way that's right. You know, not every way, this is the truth about it, not every way out there, not trying to get too far on a tangent on this, not 
not every way out there is the right way. You know, it's an unfortunate fact. You know, it's not. You know, these things, these same spiritual fights, I guess you could say, resided in the Bible times. They reside today. You know, it's no different, just in a different form. You know, so they're telling him, call on your God. You know, so they knew the true and living God. They had to have known a little something about him or at least heard of him. You know, I don't know. But I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that in the, and it says in verse 7, and they said, everyone to his fellow, come and let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lots and the lot fell upon Jonah. So earlier on, I want to point out too this, is that earlier on, I kind of mentioned that every time I read Jonah, you know, God always shows me something, you know, and it, you know, every time. And today I'll just dive into what he showed me in verse seven. You know, isn't it interesting, you know, so casting lots, you know, I've, for the longest time I've read that I've read, you know, different areas like in Joshua and New Testament where it talks about how they cast lots, you know, and I always wondered for a long time, you know, just God just kind of brought that to my attention today and kind of wanted me to dive into it. And I'm just going to tell you, you know, I like to call these nuggets, but be prepared. You're going to end up in a rabbit hole. And what I mean by that, it's good, you know, because actually diving into it, I try to find as much as I could in the scriptures on it. And, you know, in reading up a little bit of the history of what it was for and what the Jews would commonly do, this was an ancient way for decision-making is what it was. You know, I saw a few things, a few writings that said that they would use stones or straws and they would cast it, you know, in a way to the to their laps. And whoever it fell upon was the one where the lot fell on, you know, it but it was like an ancient, it's almost our equivalent of coin flipping in a way, you know, to make a decision. But the difference, though, you might be wondering, well, wait a minute, why on earth would... God leave something, you know, to chance for the people to do. Well, I believe wholeheartedly that if something was God's will, it wasn't really by chance. You know, that's the difference, though, is that, yeah, that might have been their ancient way of decision making. But in this in particular, you know, they could have flipped stones. They, they just had their way of casting lots. But in this way, what they were doing is they were, you know, and, and I was talking with this with my wife, and, and she brought a really good point, And I can completely see how this ties in. You know, what does the scripture say in the New Testament? Casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. You know, so when you're casting your cares on him, you know, what, what, what is it, what is God going to do? What are your cares? Your cares are decision-making. You know, sometimes your cares could be aid in a decision, right? So in this particular instance, yeah, okay. So I believe wholeheartedly that God, you know, it wasn't an accident. I'm going to say this, and I feel confident saying this, that when they cast those lots, it wasn't just by chance that it fell upon Jonah. I think that God was really working from start to finish right here, you know, completely, you know, on these people. You know, yeah, Jonah might have been being disobedient 100%, but that's the thing. That's why I kind of mentioned earlier, it's so important that, you know, in our walk, you know, that the lasting impact that we have on people is a positive one. And the only way that it can be positive, it's, it can't be from what we want to do. It's got to be from what God wants us to do, you know, and God will never, I'm sorry, you know, I, God will never steer an individual wrong. You know, he, if the Bible says that he can't create evil or be tempted with evil or tempt you with evil, you know, then my thing is this, is that he's not going to purposely set you up for failure. If you really legitimately are seeking him out with all your heart, he's not going to do that. He's not going to steer you. The Bible says that he's not an author of confusion. So if he's not an author of confusion, he's not going to make you more confused. That's all Satan is what that is, you know, but it's not an accident that I believe that in this particular instance, it fell upon Jonah, you know, and I don't think it was really much of a secret. You know, you have to think these men, you know, 
being shipmasters, you know, if they're working the docks and all those things, you know, it's just God just kind of gave me this thought, you know, then they're familiar with the way the sea is, you know, so, you know, they start to, you know, lighten the load right here in verse five. And then what do they do now? They're trying to figure out why the sea is this rough. You know, maybe this was an instance just to get you thinking. Maybe this was an instance where the sea wasn't this rough to the point to where their boat was going to be broken. You know, maybe this is something they never seen before, which is why it got their attention enough to tell Jonah, hey, call in your big G God, you know, <laughs> that way he'll think about us that we basically don't die. You know, so uh, what I'm trying to say, though, is that casting lots in the scriptures, you know, so a couple of key scriptures I want to point out with this. And I know that I know that we're taking a little extra time to dive into this, but I just want to make sure I expound on what needs to be expounded on. But Proverbs uh, 1633 is actually what stood out to me right here, you know, while reading on this. And I think it just ties in, you know, to, you know, the point that I'm making here. So Proverbs 1633, you know, love, love the wisdom of Solomon. He had a lot of them, a lot of it. But uh, Proverbs 16.33, and it says right here, so get this, it says, The lot is cast into the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. So there's a difference. You know, that don't that to me doesn't sound, you know, when it comes to spiritual decisions, when it comes to making the right decisions in our, in our own Christian lives, I don't, that don't sound like a thing of accident, does it? You know, that was all in the wisdom of Solomon. In the wisdom of Solomon, where did Solomon get his wisdom from? God. You know, God is the one that gave it to him. So I, I, I thought that was a really good example. And then in Matthew 27, 35, you can actually, and this is where you could really end up in a rabbit hole is, I thought it was interesting on how it talked about over there how, you know, it was fulfilled on the prophet on how they cast lots, you know, basically to get Christ's clothing right after the crucifixion. You know, I found that kind of interesting and all that, and it was fulfilled what the prophet did. Well, when I was running references, it led me to a psalm of David in Psalm 22, and I began to think for a minute, wait a minute, you know, and this is, I'm not, I don't want to go too far off topic with this, but I was reading that, and I'm like, wait a minute, you know, so, and, and maybe just other times, I've maybe I just forgot about the fact that the scripture does say this, but it actually, in Acts in the second chapter, it actually talks about how David was referred to as a prophet, you know, but I'll leave that to you to go and study out and actually uh, look at that because it's it's amazing I, again i love those nuggets in the word i love those rabbit holes because it's amazing on what you can learn when you dive into them but but anyway to go back you know so the lot fell on jonah you know it fell on him you know it was no secret you know because this man was on their ship you know he was obviously running from something i mean i think they were picking up you know have you you know even with that let's go and take it a step further have you again we talked about the lasting impact already that it has you know and that it should be a positive impact you know i'm going to tell you this as a christian you know and i've I, i've experienced this my life is that, you know, when you're out and about, you know, when you're following the Lord, have you noticed that, you know, when you're out and about and you're following God, you know, if you're not in the will of the Lord, you know, you sometimes don't even, there's two ways about it. If you're not in the will of the Lord, it's like people will pick up on it without even seeing, without even talking to you. And then on the other hand of that, if you are in the will of the Lord and you're following God, people pick up real quickly in a hurry without you even saying a single word that you're a Christian. You know, have you noticed that? You know, uh, you know, just to get you thinking a little more, don't you think that maybe they, you know, in particular right here, were probably thinking the same thing of Jonah? You know, I, well, I, yeah, I mean, I would say yes. You know, definitely a good, good thing to really, you know, dive into and study out. You know, but I think that's a good thought. You know, actually, you know, now that we're talking about that, you know, so again, the last thing impact that we want, we want it to be a good one. 
But then he says right here in verse 8 to continue on. So we talked about, you know, casting lots. And it says, Then said they unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for these cause this evil is upon us. What is thine occupation, and when comest thou? And what is thy country, and of what people art thou? And <laughs> so they're, you know, the lot fell on them. Now they have a lot of questions. You know, they're wanting to know, why on earth is this happening to us? They're going to the man of God to get these answers. You know, keep in mind, you know, it wasn't just them and probably in fear of their lives. I mean, yeah, he might have gone to sleep or was physically asleep, you know, spiritually or physically, however way you want to look at it. But he knew the reason, and Jonah knew the reason why all this was happening. You know, and I'm sorry, it was just no secret. You know, when you have a spirit, you know, and now don't get me wrong, I know we're talking about Old Testament, but when as, as Christians today, you know, when you have the spirit, the spirit's going to tell you which way you ought to go. It's not going to, again, it's not going to lead you wrong. It's going to tell you, you know, if you're about to do something wrong, you know, something, you know, I thought that was good wisdom that my wife's grandpa used to always say, you know, is that nine times out of 10, you know, and again, this just ties into casting lots, you know, casting your cares on God. My thing is this, is that if you're casting that care on God, you know, and continually casting, because it says casting your care on him. So that means you got to keep doing it. If we're doing that, you know, if you, whenever you come to a decision in your life where you have to question, that's probably your answer. You know, and that's what her grandpa used to always say. And I thought it was good wisdom, you know, maybe good wisdom from an experience that he had. You know, oftentimes what I mean by that is if you have to question whether or not God wants you to do something, again, if he's not the author of confusion, you probably know your answer. Now, I'm not saying that there's times where you're not going to have the answer right away. You know, I think there's times where God really wants us to talk to him about it. Absolutely. But again, God's not going to lead you the wrong way. He's going to make it very known you know, as to why, you know, you're in the situation you are or why you shouldn't be doing the situation you are or why you shouldn't make the decision you're about to make. You know, I think God will make those things abundantly clear. So he said right here and look at Jonah's response in nine. And he said unto them, I am, I am a Hebrew and I fear the Lord the, uh, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which hath made the sea and the dry land. Then were the men men exceedingly afraid and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he told them. He had told them. You know, so I think honestly, yeah, okay, he told them that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord. But I think they're already kind of picking up on it. Again, you know, shipmasters working the seas, you know, they they were familiar with the terrain that they were working in. You know, I, I just don't have any doubt with that. But it just, I just, I guess you could say verse 10 was pretty much confirming that for them. Then said they unto him, this is verse 11, what shall we do unto thee that the sea may be calm unto us for the sea wrought and was tempestuous. And then this is Jonah's response. And he said unto them, take me up and cast me forth into the sea. So shall the sea be calm unto you. For I know that for my sake, this great tempest is upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring it to land, but they could not for the sea wrought and was tempestuous against them. Wherefore they cried unto the Lord. And wherefore it says, wherefore they cried unto the Lord and said, we beseech thee, O Lord, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life and lay not upon us innocent blood for thou, O Lord, has done as it pleased thee. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from raging. You know, so, and then it says this, actually, we're going to go ahead and keep going, and it says, verse 16, Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord, and made vows. You know, again, if you don't think, you know, that, you know, everything we do has a lasting impact on people, you know, we, we got it all wrong, you know, but again, you know, I start off by saying, you know, we look at the book of Jonah like a kid's story, but the truth about this is, I mean, it, it, this preaches our whole life, you know, but look at the lasting impact that even in his disobedience, I find this amazing, you know, 
in his disobedience, it still left an impact on them and they believed God. You know, because it says in 16, it says they feared the Lord exceedingly and offered a sacrifice and made vows, making vows or promises. They made offer to sacrifice. How do they know, how do they know how to, how do they know how to offer a sacrifice unto the Lord? You know, so again, this was just part of Jonah's ministry. I believe, you know, don't get me wrong. I believe God knew he was going to do this. I really do. You know, I believe, I believe he had, gave him a decision and free will to choose as he pleased. Yes. But I believe that God already, you know, knew what he was how he was going to react. And again, he knew that he was going to run into these people. You know, if you don't think, you know, man, friend, let me tell you, if you don't think even in the, the season of your discouragement, the seasons of, you know, the times where you're on the mountaintop, you know, if you don't think those times make a difference in people's lives, you know, I'm friend, you got it all wrong. You really do. Satan's really, really trying to sift you as wheat like Peter. You know, he really is, you know, trying to shake up, I guess, shake you up to where, you know, and knock you off course is what he's trying to do. But I'll tell you, I believe wholeheartedly these men, you know, they'll, they, I believe if they were still here today, they'd tell you today that, look, I would never forget that day, you know, it, because yeah, he was being disobedient, but I really, really saw and learned the power of God, you know, and really saw what, what it meant to really, you know, to really fear God and what it meant, you know, fear didn't always mean just being shaken in your boots, scared, you know, fear was also a godly reverence, you know, or having a respect towards Lord, towards the Lord, you know, that's the difference there, you know, so at the end, you know, chapter one, it says right here, now Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, to swallow up Jonah and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. So you can see right off the bat right here, you know, I, I, it's interesting, you know, so yeah, okay, now you have the temp, the tempest, the, the tempest of the sea, you know, going against them. But now he told them, look, you know, basically for their life's sake, you know, throw me into the sea. And God had already prepared a fish. He already, when something's prepared, it means it's already ready. Is that's the difference, you know, so he had it prepared for Jonah and he was in the belly of this fish for three days and three nights, you know, but I'm thankful for that, you know, so I know that, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I know that we mentioned that we were going to go ahead and dive into chapter two, but you know, Lord just actually, I'm just going to tell you, Lord just got it on my heart to stop there for right now. And we'll separate this into another part, you know, for another day. But I'm just thankful that God, you know, again, you know, we, we need to consider, you know, we need to consider everything we do in our life. We need to consider, you know, the impact that it's going to make on somebody, you know, if you don't think that you matter if you don't think that god has a purpose for you in your life you know i'm going to tell you you know you got it all wrong you really do even in our disobedience sometimes you know god can still get the glory out of it you know and this is my thing too as a christian you know if god's put something in your heart and this is the truth about it is he really does not need us to do anything for him he really don't you know but he still wants to use us he still wants to use you if you're listening and I believe wholeheartedly that, you know, it, you know, one thing that eats me alive is I'm, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, coming up as a young preacher, I remember, you know, God had something on my heart, burning on my heart. And I, and just in my disobedience, even, you know, I sat there, you know, knowing that I had the message on my heart and then I see another brother get up and start preaching the same exact thing. And him and I hadn't talked to, you know, for a while at that point, I didn't know he was going to stand up and preach on that. You know, the, it was something that eats me alive is that when God's put something on you to do, and then you see somebody else do it, and then you know, it, I feel like it hurts more, it eats at you more, you know, when you know that that was supposed to be you, that it, that God put that on, but he put it on somebody else that was willing to do it. You know, that's the thing we got to always keep in mind, is that if God has given you a particular, you in particularly a job, 
you know, that job is meant for you. You know, it was meant for you to do, you know, just take it, run with it, have faith in him and you'll never go wrong. But, you know, just enjoy diving into this. I hope these podcasts, I hope you're really enjoying them. Uh, I don't know what platform you're listening from. It could be Spotify. It could be Podbean, uh, iHeart. You know, they're on all those major platforms, Amazon Music. You know, I pray that if you're able to comment or send messages, you know, please, you know, send them my way if you would. But other than that, I'm just thankful to be able to do these. I'm thankful that God put these on my heart. But I appreciate you listening. And until next time.